We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Good afternoon, everyone. So when this reading comes up every year, that's like so intense. I don't know if you feel that. It's good if you do. You should feel the intensity of that reading. So we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about the law today and about the Christian understanding of the law. But first we have to talk about steam rooms. Right? <laughs> Obviously. Uh, steam rooms, right? If you haven't like been to a steam room, they were made on the seventh day. right? They're like straight from heaven. They are wonderful. You were made, God created you for steam rooms. But you got to be careful because when you go to the steam room, you never know if there might be a priest in there. So you got to be careful what you say in the steam room. So this past week, I was in the steam room one day. Uh, and I know it's going to shock you, but I don't go to the gym in my collar. Um, so there might be a priest in the steam room, right? And that, that's enough to freak most people out. But anyway, so I was in the steam room, and it was, it was a cool moment. So there were these two guys talking, and, and at a certain point, one of them left, and I started talking to the guy who stayed, and uh, he was, this is a total aside, but he, uh, we started talking about, what do you do? And uh, he works uh, in a Catholic school. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, I'm a priest. And he's like, oh, wow, no way, you know. And he goes, I work in a church too, but it was not a Catholic church. And I was like, what kind of church is it? And he goes, well, it's one of those churches that's like, it's based on the Bible. <laughs> and you have no idea how frequently I just have to like bite my tongue. I'm like, oh, oh, a Bible. Okay, okay. Unlike us. Okay, anyway. That has nothing to do with anything. But earlier, before this guy knew I was a priest, him and this other guy were talking. I walked in midway through their conversation, and they were comparing tattoos. And this is really going to help us understand the gospel today. I know that's obvious, but... Tattoos, so they're comparing them. And it's really interesting. And these guys had a bunch of tattoos and they were talking to each other. He's like, Where'd you get that tattoo? And like, What does that mean? And and what is that? And I was just kind of listening. It was interesting. They had, you know, the one guy had like a big cross on like his torso. And uh, they were talking about how to find a good tattoo parlor, it usually takes about a year, they said, to get on the wait list. I know you know that already, uh, but I didn't know that. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And it got me thinking, why do we do that? You know, if you come to Lord's, you know, I'm tempted. I don't have any tattoos. Someone told me after the last Mass that the Catholic Stuff podcast says that I have a Lilith Fair tattoo. That's a lie from hell. It is not true. And if you ever hear about me on that podcast, it's a lie. Okay. Anyway, I don't have any tattoos, but I think about it. There's times where I've been like, man, it'd be cool to get a tattoo. We, as a staff, we've talked about most parishes. You register at a parish, and you get like a nice email, welcome to the church, and we do that. But I'm like, what if everyone got an Our Lady of Lords tattoo right there? It's like, that's your registration. That'd be, that'd be so cool. Anyway, I know some of you are like, I'm changing churches. Why does any of this matter? It got me thinking about why do people get tattoos, and especially... 
Isn't it interesting that people get tattoos on their backs? Isn't that interesting? It's something that you'll never see. I mean, maybe you'll, you know, maybe you'll do the thing where you'll have like the double mirror. You'll have a mirror here and one behind you. And, you know, every morning you're like combing your hair and you're like, oh, yeah, that looks good, right? I don't know. But I think tattoos are the same reality as social media. And what it's about is that people, human beings are, are created for meaning. Right? We want to have things in our lives that are meaningful, that speak to our souls, that say, this is what life's about. And we love telling other people our favorite things were that, that speak to us. We love doing that. And if you have a tattoo, right, a lot of people who have tattoos, they love being asked about it. Right? What, is that, what does that mean to you? And I think that's what we do on social media as well. The Jews did this too. They didn't get tattoos. But here's what I want you to think about today. Today's gospel is all about the law. And where I want to go with this is I want to talk about these external realities and then about the heart. Sometimes external realities, they're not bad. They're really good. They help us to think about things that matter. In my own life, sometimes what I do, if there's something I need to work on, and I'm like, Brian, you need to work on this, and you want to go deeper, and you want to remember what God has in store for you, what I do sometimes is I'll take a quote from the Bible or an author I like, and I'll put that quote on my desk or on my door or on my computer screen, just somewhere where I can see it to remind me. The Jews did that. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses says this. Well, it's actually it's God speaking. God says, these commandments, all these commandments I have given you, you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house, and on your gates. So God says that this commandment I'm giving you, he's just given the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy 5. He says, put them on your door. Right? When you go out of your house in the morning, you put on your door, you will love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And it reminds you as you go out that day, that's what I'm about. That's a good thing. If you ever see Orthodox Jews, sometimes you'll see like rabbis and Orthodox Jews, and they'll have a wooden box strapped to their forehead. And you're like, I thought Catholics were weird, right? And we are. But why do they do that? It's because of this verse. It's from Deuteronomy 6. Because in those, that little wood box that they've tied to their forehead are the commandments of God. It's a beautiful thing. Today in our gospel, and here's where this all comes together, brothers and sisters, our gospel today, Jesus wants to show us that he is the new Moses. He's the new lawgiver. He goes, he's up on a mountain. This is the Sermon on the Mount. 
and you should know the Sermon on the Mount. It runs from Matthew chapter 5 to the end of chapter 7, and it is everything it means to live Christianity day by day. The Sermon on the Mount is our life as Christians. So Jesus is teaching, and so Moses, right, when Moses did, he went up on a mountain, on Mount Sinai, and he brought down these Ten Commandments. Today, Jesus picked out three commandments from the Ten, and he's transforming and elevating them for the New Covenant. All right, so he took three. I don't know if you caught them today, right? At the beginning of our gospel, Jesus says, you have heard, you have heard it was written, you shall not kill. That's the fifth commandment. And Jesus says, you have heard that, but I say to you, you shall not even be angry with your brother. Jesus takes one of the commandments of God, and he says, not only do we follow that law, we fulfill it to an even greater level. And then he takes the sixth commandment, you shall not commit adultery, and he transforms and elevates it. And he gives the Christian teaching on divorce and remarriage. And then he says, you shall not even lust after other people in your heart. Because if you lust after someone, you've committed adultery in your heart. Right? He takes a commandment and he elevates it. So the, the church is always seen today in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is the new Moses. And here's where it hits. Here's where I want you to get this. It's massively challenging massively challenging. When I read this and it says you can't be angry with your brother, brothers and sisters, I fail that test. When Jesus says you cannot lust after a woman, I fail that test. When he says don't take a false oath, just let your yes mean yes and your no mean no, I fail miserably. It's challenging. Here's what I want to give you today. The New Testament, St. Paul is going to take Jesus' theme, and he is going to spend a lot of time talking about it. And here's what I want you to see, and we're going to, do, we're going to run through this, and we're going to tie it back to tattoos. So hang with me. This is good stuff. In Romans 2, St. Paul is talking about your favorite topic and mine, circumcision. But listen to this. Paul's going through all these things, and there's more context, but he says this in, verse, in chapter 2. Um, let's start with verse 27. It says, Those who are physically uncircumcised but keep the law. Right? So his gospel is all about the law. They will condemn you who have the written code and circumcision but break the law. For he is not a real Jew who is one outwardly, nor is true circumcision something external and physical. Did you hear that? Circumcision is not something external. And Paul's not the first one to say that. Moses says that in Deuteronomy chapter 10. He is a real Jew who is not one outwardly, nor is true circumcision, something external and physical. He is a Jew who is one inwardly. 
And real circumcision is a matter of the heart. Spiritual and not literal. Here's my challenge to you today. It's easy to be a social media Christian. It's easy to say, today Jesus gives this challenging law, and it's easy to post on your Facebook page and to say, I stand for what Jesus teaches. But being a Christian is about having the law of God written not in a book and not on your wall, but written in your heart. That's what Christianity is. And tattoos, I actually don't think there's anything immoral about tattoos. We could have that debate if you want. One of our teenagers asked me after Mass, like, my dad says tattoos are bad. And I'm like, you're just trying to get me in trouble with your dad. <laughs> right, but why do, we have, why do we have tattoos? Why do we like tattoos? The real place that you are to be a Christian is not on your arm. It's not on your Facebook page. It's in your heart and your soul. And that's the difference between the old and the new covenants. Is that Christ has written that on our hearts. Brothers and sisters, the two things I want to challenge you to do today. Do you want to keep God's law? The real problem is your heart. That's the real problem for all of us. And when Paul says in Romans 2 that circumcision is a matter of the heart, what he's saying is all of us have this thick layer of like tough skin right around our heart where we don't want to let God in. And you've got to tear that off. All right, you've got to let him in. You've got to let the crucifixion of Jesus be that thing that strips you of your cynicism, of your hardness. It's got to take away those walls that you have up towards God. Right? Real circumcision is a matter of the heart. That's what it's about. If you do that, today's laws that Jesus gives, right, they're still challenging, but you'll find joy in them. If you try to live the law without love, you can't do it. If you try to follow all of Jesus' teachings and you don't love him, it's a non-starter. You have to let his love strip away that hardness. When it does that, you'll find that the law is not a burden. It's not something that, that makes your life more difficult or makes you unhappy. It's exactly the opposite. The love of God sets us free. The second thing is this. Jesus uses hyperbole today. Right? He says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And thank God he's not literal there. Right? If anybody goes home and does that, like, not my fault. Right? Don't do that. But, but here is the reality. There's a battle. There is a battle for your soul. There is a battle for your life. And if you're not engaged, you're losing that battle without even knowing it. We're so, we're so easily tempted as human beings to think the real problem with the world is, is outside of me. 
My real problem is if, if the world was just easier, if my boss, you know, treated me better, if my parishioners were, went easier on me, whatever it is, that's not your problem. Your problem is not external, it's internal. And happiness is not about what happens to you, it's about who you are. And I want to leave you today with origin, of course. Origin says this. He says, we are not commanded to tear out and to destroy the natural impulses of our souls, but to purify them. That's what God wants from you. He doesn't want to destroy your desires. He wants to purify your desires. That is, God wants to purge and to drive out the dirty and impure things which have come to them by negligence. Have you been negligent in your spiritual life? Have you not defended the walls of your soul? I haven't. And I want to invite you back into that fight. Brothers and sisters, is the law written on your arm? Is it on a page in your, on your wall or something, on a note on your wall? That's good. God wants to write that law on your heart. When you let him do that, you can fight that battle and you can keep the law of God. Jesus, we ask for that today. Lord, we ask that you would give us renewed zeal to fight against the darker parts of ourselves. But Jesus, today, may you circumcise our hearts.